Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Ladies and gentlemen, you are now listening to the Fantasy Baseball Hour with Al Melchior. Welcome, everybody. Happy Thursday to you. You are listening to the Fantasy Baseball Hour. It's not just a happy Thursday. It's a it's a extra happy Thursday because it's a Nando Thursday. What's up, Al? Nando, Nando, glad to have you back. Glad to be here as always. Well, uh, that is that is awesome. Um, I'm gonna just right away just put a, a damper on all this, you know, good good feeling here. Um, I hate daily lineup leagues. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> How is that putting a damper uh, on anything? Oh God! Uh, so this morning I've got got two. I've got an ESPN uh, points league head uh, head to head points, and an Ot New League, and uh, all's good with the Ot New League. Uh, actually, do, doing pretty well in there. I love my roster. Uh, it's been a been a struggle in the ESPN league, and I'm about twenty points, or at least starting the day was about twenty points behind in my matchup. So I thought, you know, it's been a while since I've streamed a pitcher for the day because <laughs> I haven't liked the matchups. And I had a choice, Nando. I had a choice. I could have, from, from free agency, I could have streamed into Von Nova. Or I could have streamed in Ben Lively. So guess which way I went. Um, well, I haven't really paid attention to the games yet today. But I, <laughs> if, all right, knowing you, um, you probably went Ben Lively. Yeah, you know it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he got absolutely rocked. I think he was out in the third inning, and that one's, I think, seven runs allowed. And Nova, meanwhile, is looks like he's on his way to a complete game shutout. Yeah, but, you know, Lively, I, I remember I had Lively on a couple of my score sheet teams, or on the same score sheet team a couple of years in a row. Um, he was supposed to be something. I, I mean, he never got the strikeouts, but he was – I don't know if he ever made the top 100 prospects, but I remember he was on some kind of lists, and that caught my, uh, caught my attention, and I went and grabbed him. Well, you know, and, and he's getting the strikeouts a bit this year. Um, you know, I, I liked the, the way the indicators were going for him, but um, maybe it's okay process and just horrible result. <laughs> horrible result. Uh, and by the way, uh, Nova is out of that game. It's a 0-0 tie. Uh, so they brought in Felipe Vasquez uh, in for the, the ninth inning. Uh, with the Pirates being the home team there. so But still, eight shutout innings, uh, five Ks, no walks for Nova because um, he, he's back to just walking nobody. But yeah, it's frustrating. Well, you I, I, I think maybe... Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. You go ahead. I was just going to say, I think I need like a special version of fan graphs or baseball reference where the player's name is is blotted out. Like you have to take some sort of action to see the player's name or something so that you know I could just look at the stats and not be biased. Were you that biased, really? I yeah. You don't come across so. as someone who gets biased by names, though. Well, but I got my players I like, and Lively this year has been one of them. 
I mean, you like him for a reason. It's not like you like the name Ben Lively. It's you've seen something. No, I do like the name background. Ben Lively. Well, that too. Ben maybe. Lively. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, for a master of puns like that, I think you're right. Like, yeah, that probably uh, you know, there's a lot you can do with Lively. You, you know what name I also like is Isaiah uh, Isaiah Kiner Falefa. Yeah, yeah. I, it took me. You know what? Before he was like on the brink of a call up, I didn't know who he was. I gotta admit that. That's one of the ones that escaped I've, me somehow. Well, I'd seen his name. I didn't know much about him and figured he's a non-prospect. I'm, I'm going to do a little ranting about him, despite his awesome name, a little bit later on, too. But Al, uh, quick question yeah. to take us off the rails early. When you're yeah. talking to someone and a name like that comes up and you don't know, are you like, oh, I kind of like him. I think it'll, you know, maybe he'll hit like 265, maybe hits 10 home runs, probably get some steals. <laughs> like, Do you have a general go-to line? <laughs> Oh my gosh! Uh, I don't get that that specific. <laughs> <All right>. um, <laughs> I I really hedge my bets. Um, I feel like if I throw out a two sixty five, it sounds exact and not made up, but I really have no idea. <laughs> That's good to know for future reference. And then you will hear tapping in the background too, like oh, I think two sixty five, ten home runs. <laughs> oh wait, no, 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 actually, it's more like uh, fifteen to eighteen home runs. Yeah, oh, sorry, he hit forty home runs. <laughs> In the International <laughs> League last year. <laughs> but I see that power's uh, not for real. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I try to be brave in those, those circumstances and fess up. But uh, when I'm not that brave, then, uh, yeah, I don't get nearly that specific. All right. <laughs> Always 265. Yeah. That's, yeah, okay. Well, that's, I'm going to tuck that away. Maybe make it my own and make it 262. Yeah, a lot of these similar projections for uh, Jeff Johnson, the second baseman who was just called up from Miami today. <laughs> 262 with eight home runs and 12 steals. That's, I'm sticking with it. Uh, <laughs> A.U. Handy Suarez is back. That's amazing. Very excited about that. So, uh, yep, he is back much, much earlier than anticipated. And in fact, I think it was even it was either yesterday or maybe on Tuesdays with Modica when I was talking about the situation, and uh, said, "Well, yeah, he's he's uh, rehab uh, a rehab stint already, but you know that doesn't mean he's anywhere close." And uh, yeah, now he is in the lineup for the Reds. I actually had that game on for a while, but I don't know how he's done so far. I mostly wanted to see, of course, Acuna and uh, see how Sean Newcomb was doing. That was another. Uh, Potential dilemma I was thinking about. Uh, he wasn't available in either of my daily leagues, but I was just thinking about that seemed like a real dilemma to me for uh, Sean Newcomb going up against the Reds, who you think would be a great matchup, but they actually hit lefties pretty well, and they're also pretty selective, which is not great for a guy with some control issues like Newcomb. I still so, think Newcomb. I think Newcomb's control issues yeah. are correctable, for whatever that's worth. Last, last though, I think it was the last couple of starts before this one actually had pretty good control. There you go. I was right. Yeah, corrected, but not <laughs> not a great start for him in this one. And the Braves are up right now in the bottom of the ninth, seven four. Let me see. Oh, okay, they do have Vizcaino in there. I did want to see that. Uh, figure they weren't going to AJ Minter again. Um, That'd be so, crazy yeah, if they go- did. If they did that, that would set a panic across every fantasy league ever. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Vizcaino most dropped. Uh, but Newcomb gave up four runs and three walks in six innings. So let's see. He won't be on the on the hook for the loss, though. If um, or no, I'm gonna say the Braves are leading. Never mind. I was thinking uh, 
about the uh, the other half of that, uh, Homer Bailey, who also gave up four runs. Not so good today. Uh, so yeah, uh, Suarez is back. And actually, since I've got that box score open, you can get a real-time update here. He went 0 for 4 with two uh, strikeouts. He came back too soon. <laughs> he did. Brushed back. <laughs> uh, Ryland Healy is back, and he is going to be in the Mariners lineup. Uh, let's see. Yeah, that's the only Mariners. No, I take that back. Now we've got four lineups from the nighttime games, only five of them tonight. Uh, Mariners and Indians at 610 at uh, Progressive Field. And Healy's batting ninth. Oh, welcome back, man. That sucks. Yeah. Well, you know, take the pressure off. You don't want him to flame out like Eugenio Suarez did. Today, that's true. So. That's true. Yeah, you're right. Ease him back in. Yeah, absolutely. It's the way to go. Uh, Dan Vogelbach sent down. Sorry, Craig in Chicago, who <laughs> made a bold prediction about him the other day. I had him on the show, by the way, Nando, at your suggestion. I like Craig. Craig in Chicago is good, man. Oh, my God. That was such a great segment because he, he just has all this incredible scouting detail on every, I think, everybody who's ever played for the White Sox. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> and you know what? He's got a good cadence. He's got a good way about him. He's, uh, mm-hmm. He doesn't ramble. He's kind of sound clippy. Like he's 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 got a future. He has a present. Although I think his actual job is uh I think he's got a nice job from the way he explained it to me when he came down to Florida that one time. Oh, okay. So I don't know if he'd be like, Yeah, let me give it all up to you know, do the fa- the fantasy baseball half hour with Craig in Chicago. <laughs> uh we'll have to see. Have to have to run that by him. Uh so yeah, Suarez back, Healy back, Adrian Beltre to the DL. With a strained left hand string, a uh, bunch of transactions actually for the Rangers. They uh, activated Doug Fister, who started last night. Also brought back Ryan Rua and sent down Matt Bush, who wasn't really figuring much in the late innings anyway. Uh, but yeah, to to come back to Isaiah Kiner Falefa, um, so he played third base in lieu of Beltre last night. And I was mildly excited about the fact that the Rangers, what was it, like a week ago, maybe a week and a half, they picked up Renato Nunez off of waivers from the A's. <laughs> you would be mildly just... excited about that. <laughs> yeah, not, you know, not crazy excited, but not, you know, not completely uncaring either. <laughs> and, <laughs> well, I mean, he's mashed in the minors and he's just always blocked in Oakland. Yeah, that's that seems like an Oakland story. Yeah, so... Uh, I was kind of excited to see him get uh, a shot. And, you know, we don't ever on, on the Fantasy Baseball Hour wish, wish misfortune uh, to players, uh, you know, getting injured or anything like that. But but this, you know, just happens to be maybe a chance. And Nunez did not start last night. So give it some time, uh, right? That just adds to my frustration of starting Ben Lively today. Well, wasn't it supposed to be Joey Gallo playing third anyway? And, I mean, Nunez, I think he played mostly third in the minors so he would have been, if Joey Gallo wasn't blocking him, mm-hmm. someone else is. Yeah, well, okay, that's, a, yeah, right. That makes sense. I don't want to deflate your they, spirits. No, no, I didn't really think this all the way through because you got Guzman at first. And, I, I mean, from the Rangers' perspective, I, I don't know why they would play Nunez over Guzman. I, I mean, it wouldn't be the craziest thing to do, but why, why make that switch? Right. I guess you could DH him. I mean, they, they got a lot of moving parts. They do. Yeah. They do. I don't know. And, uh, yeah, Drew Robinson's one of them. He played at second, which allowed Kiner Falefa to move over to third. 
But that, that was the frustrating thing for me because I, I was kind of interested in Drew Robinson, but now this is parts of two seasons where he's just not really done anything at the plate. So I thought, why not give Nunez a chance? Al, speak, I mean, this is all pretty, pretty Well, speaking of daily, speaking of daily, um, would you? I mean, I don't play that much. Uh, to be honest, I have not played one daily baseball game this season. Uh, but if I did, I would consider starting pitchers against the Rangers. I don't know if people have caught on yet. Maybe maybe fantasy players have who are really deep, but that Rangers lineup from top to bottom is not good. I mean, you could take an okay pitcher and you could probably be like, well, he'll probably go seven and a third, you know, six hits, two runs. And who cares about strikeouts at this point? Like, you know, a guy, a cheap guy, bottom of the barrel guy could probably do that against the Rangers with the lineup they have right now. Yeah. Well, I actually was looking, as you probably noticed from your notes, looking at team rankings by Woba and Rangers are 28th. So yeah, they've not been good. And they're not going to be any better without Adrian Beltre. Yeah. All right. Maybe it's not a secret. Never mind. So, well, <laughs> Sorry. I mean, it may be. Well, there's no one's out there screaming I... that they suck, you know? And by the way, uh, let me redo this sort because uh, maybe that's. I was actually looking at the wrong. They're 23rd. They're still not good. Right. So, but yeah, Orioles and the Marlins uh, at the bottom there. So those are n- no secret, definitely, that the Marlins are a good matchup, but. Uh, Orioles, yeah, not uh, not good so far this year. I'm kind of intrigued by Marlins pitching a little bit. You had Trevor Richards last night, good when Kershaw was not so good. Uh, you had Caleb Smith with 10 strikeouts a few nights ago. Uh, you got Straley coming back. Arania's been all right. A team's not going to be good, but for, for a change, I think it actually might be the pitching. You know, I remember... That, oh, sorry, go ahead. Decent. No, no, I was just going to say that's, that's a decent part of that team. I can't remember his name right now. And it's going to kill me. Uh, it's like Lockhart. It's one of those names. Um, he left the Pirates about three years ago to go to the Marlins. The front office job. Oh, Benedict? Yeah, Benedict. Benedict. That's it. Yeah, yeah, Lockhart, Benedict. And they traded uh, Trevor Williams for him. That was it. But every, yeah. like, when he went, there was a story that's like, because you and I were, oh, I am. Ray Searage, you know, Ray Searage can do no wrong. Ray Searage is the greatest thing ever. He fixes everyone. And there was some speculation in a couple articles I read that maybe Benedict was like the guy. And it wasn't Searage. It was always Benedict. So maybe that speaks to that. Maybe he's found these guys and he's found something in all of them. And and we're seeing the fruits of it right now. Yeah, I think if I'm remembering right, I think that he left this past offseason for another team. Then never mind. But but no, no, no. But I mean, that doesn't validate it at all because these are all, I think everybody I mentioned, not Caleb Smith, because uh, he was with the Yankees. But I think everybody else I mentioned uh, has been with the Marlins uh, for at least a year or two. I mean, Straley came over last year. Um, Arrhenius come all the way up through their system. Richards, I think, has come up all the way through their system. Um, oh, wait, the Marlins I, I fired him. And he went to the Cubs. That oh, was one wow. of the Jeter. Okay. He was one of the Jeter guys. Okay, I, I didn't remember that exactly right. <laughs> yeah, he's with the Cubs now. Okay, with uh, Chris Basio. Obazio no, is no, with the Tigers. Yeah. <laughs> Come <right>. on, Al. <laughs> and he's he about 260, he said about 265. <laughs> with a, a four-ish ERA. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I, you know, I think he has the potential to be like 3.75 with maybe like a 1.25 whip. Um, well, because the park factor, you know. Yeah, you'd like to see a K per nine. Right or, I think he's capable of a K per nine about 8.3. <laughs> Um, based on what he did in the minors. <laughs> That's it. Ask me about All any right. pitcher <laughs> that I've never heard of. 
<laughs> maybe, maybe by the end of the show, who knows? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a few other items. Uh, Tim Beckham has gone to the DL with a strained groin. Uh, Danny Valencia would seem to be the fill-in there um, at third base. I'm rooting for Jace Peterson there. Yeah, he was just uh, picked up, right? Just picked up by the Orioles. That's the Buck Showalter move of all Buck Showalter moves. Grab this uh, guy. You have, a, a, yeah. you have a projection for Jace Peterson? Uh, no, actually, Jace Peterson, I think, could steal 30 bases if he if he captures that job. <laughs> I mean, Beckham's going to be out for two months, and Jace Peterson could play like three different yeah. positions. Um, I've, been, I've been on Jace yeah, Peterson have... for a few years. Yeah, well, they, they certainly have a need now at second and at third, so... 30 steals, huh? Though I, I guess I, yeah, I didn't think of him as a, as a steals guy. In his, uh, in his minor league career, I think he had like 39, 50, and then 40 steals in his first, first three seasons, I want to say. Hmm. He's got speed. He's got Todd, it's not Todd Frazier's speed, but he's got speed. But not many do have the Todd Frazier speed. Not even Adam Frazier has the <laughs> Todd Frazier speed. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> So, like, I made the allusion earlier to Rose Vizcaino, uh pitching in the ninth for the Braves today. Uh, but, yeah, last night was A.J. Minter getting his first career save. So there is now an official closer tandem in Atlanta. That is pretty cool. That bullpen is interesting. So I think we'll talk a little bit about that on the other side of this break and some other injury news and uh, take a look at lineups, weather, and all that good stuff. So stick around. We will be right back. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Welcome back. This is the Fantasy Baseball Hour. I'm your host, Al Melchior, and today is Thursday. So it's Nando Thursday. Nando DeFino here with me for the entire Fantasy Baseball Hour. Al. And, uh, yeah. I'm oh, sorry. Are we going to do a read? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. But, but yeah. Nah, I, I, I take a deep breath. No, no, no. Get that read. Do the read, and then I have a surprise for you after the read. Oh, that's okay. I'll, I'll just zip through it then. <laughs> uh, dominate your draft kicks at FanDuel Major League Baseball Contest this summer with uh, Daily Roto's MLB Projections and Optimizer. Go to DailyRoto.com slash premium. And save 10% with the promo code FNTSY to use all the same tools and projections that millionaire maker winner Drew Dinkmeyer uses. And tools don't just work for football. This is the same site that Drew used for last year's top five $150,000 DraftKings Live final finish. So head over to dailyroto.com slash premium, save 10% with the promo code FNTSY, and see the results for yourself. Surprise time. I can't take all the credit for this. You have to thank our old friend Matt Brodsky, and then Mike Florio, who uh, who pushes to the MP3 version. Um, what you're about to hear, 
is when El Melchior lost a bet, I believe, to Scott White. I don't remember who the players involved were, but the deal was he had to do a stand-up routine in the CBSSports.com cafeteria down in Fort Lauderdale. And our, our HR and everybody, like, gathered, every, like, the office manager grabbed everybody. It's like, hey, Al's doing stand-up. And we made these awesome posters that said, Big Al Melchior, one day only. <laughs> it was great. I actually still have one of those posters. Really? Oh, it's yeah. great. We found, we found, like, this cool picture of you with sunglasses. Like a, like a typical comedian's photo would be on a flyer. <laughs> so everyone gathers in the cafeteria. And, uh, and I, think th- I think this is ready to go. It's, this is Al, and we wrote this stuff for him to, on purpose you bad would, to make him look. You and Dave Richard. Yeah. Me and Dave Richard did most of this. Uh, so, uh, Maestro, please. I don't hear it. I don't hear it either. It was funnier than that. Yeah, Florio was, was going to play it. But it was, it was funnier than that. Oh, all right. Al. Yeah. Al, Florio, Florio stepped out for a minute. Big build up. I'm sorry, guys. Mike stepped out, and Mike was setting up the bit, and I'm sitting here <laughs> going, what are you talking about? I've heard about the bit, but I don't have it. I'll find it. Hang on. Oh, man. All right, Al. Sorry about that. Well, that's all right. I actually meant to, to drop you a note this morning about this. So, you you know, it's, it's like uh, telepathy. Maybe we should uh, lead in with that next segment. Segment. Oh wait, Florida, Florida just jumped back on and says he has it now. Okay. Don't worry, we'll cut this all down for the podcast. Florida has to do it anyway. That sounds fair. Here you go, Al. Are you excited to see Al do stand up? <laughs> I'm very excited. We've been waiting all day for this. So I gotta ask everybody. So you know I'm the the uh, fancy data guy here. Uh, who's down with OPS? Yeah, you feeling that? All right, all right, excellent. All right, uh, what do you call a resurgent starting pitcher with a small bladder? Jake PP. What do you call a perennial disappointing fantasy outfielder who has a flatulence problem? Corey Fart. I tell people I've got haven't gotten a hit from two weeks, and they say, "Well, don't you mean in two weeks?" And I say, "No, two weeks." Ricky and Jamal. <laughs> yeah. What do you call a dominant starting pitcher who always remembers his wedding anniversary? Clayton Kershaw. Thanks for coming out, and be sure to catch me next week at the Tropicana Tropicana Field. That was so much worse than I remembered it. <laughs> that was only some of it. That was like a it was like a fifteen minute routine. That's the best part. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about the uh, two weeks. That was that was just awful. At the end, you can't. I mean, you see you at the trop- at the Tropicana field. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, we were pants made it. I know that should have made the cut. Well, I've, I've got an, I'm going to update this. I've got a new one for you because we were just talking about the, the Braves' bullpen situation. Yes. And so, you know, A.J. Minter getting his first career save on Wednesday. Uh, they're going to, you know, play the matchups. You know, so obviously Minter uh, will, you know, face probably when there's, you know, at least a couple of lefties due up. Um, but I was thinking that A.J. Minter, you know, it'd be nice for him to get that saves, you know, when it gets to, you know, be his arbitration time a few, few years down the line. But he doesn't really have to worry about his future contracts because he can print his own uh, print. I just blew my own joke. <laughs> he can make his own coin because he's a mentor. I knew where you were going with that. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Telegraphed my own joke and stepped on it. Don't worry, Alan. <laughs> we still love you. <laughs> By the way, did well, Viscaino it, get the save? He ended up getting the save, right? Uh, I he don't mess know. Up. I didn't check in over yes. the break. No, it looks like he got it. I got him one inning, one hit, one walk. That's uh, nice. It's two base runners in an inning. Yeah, that's good. Bad, bad for the whip. Speaking of which, uh, AJ Minter uh, over this season has walked eight guys in twelve and third. I like Dan Winkler. Why isn't Dan Winkler going to be be a part of this? I think Minter. Watch. Oh wait, were you making a joke? No, no, oh, no I'm serious. <laughs> I thought you. So I thought something was going on there. Uh, you know, well, I I think Minter fits that profile more. I always thought Winkler was more of a starter, and maybe they still kind of project him like that, but. Minter's, what do you have, like 26 strikeouts in 15 innings last year? Yeah, no, he had a whole bunch. He uh, and had some good strikeout seasons in the minor leagues, as you often like to point out. That's right. I think he projects better as that dominant closer than Winkler, who, you know, has been ravaged with injury, was a starter for most of his career. I don't know. Let's go shape it up to be a good bullpen. I mean, to kind of switch the angle on the story here. Uh, for the starters, uh, you know, you've got Vizcaino and, and Minter at the, the end of the line in there. Uh, Winkler has been really good. And um, uh, I was say Shane, yeah, Shane Carl. I couldn't decide if it was Shane or Sean. Shane Carl uh, also pitched in this game, uh, got a couple of outs. ERA is down to 1.02. He's been really good and he's actually pitched a lot of innings, which could be good or bad. Hopefully don't blow him out, but... Um, He's, he's, I have him. I actually have him in that Atenu league I was just talking about. I've never played Atenu. I've always wanted. Well, to. it's it's good. It's good because it's uh, you know it's bigger ros. Well, not necessarily. I mean, it just depends on your what your other leagues are. It's big rosters. Uh, you get rewarded for a broader range of of categories. So it's kind of like the happy medium between like a points league and score sheet. Gotcha. I like yeah, that. That's no, fun. It's fun. What was the baseball prospectus uh, league where you had to pick the guys who were terrible on purpose? But they, they were terrible, but they played a lot. Hacking mass. That was it. <laughs> I did that once. <laughs> I loved it. I did, I did too. I, I, should keep, I think it's still around. I should keep playing it. I know. It was it's such a great concept. Year. Like, you had to be so bad that you were terrible, but not bad enough where you get benched. Yeah. No, it's an awesome concept. Yeah. I, I, the one year I played, I, I, I did pretty well or, you know, bad depending on how you want to look at it. <laughs> right. We've gone off track, thanks to Mike Florio. Thank you, Mike Florio. And thank you, uh, Matt Brodsky, too. That was, that was fun to revisit. Yes, it was. Uh, all right, well, a few other uh, injury-type notes here. Xander Bogarts told the Boston Globe he thinks he's going to be ready to return Friday, which is the day that comes after now to Thursday. <laughs> um, this is not injury-related, so I lied. Uh, according to uh, MLB.com, Mickey Calloway says that Stephen Matz will stay in the Mets rotation for now, even though he had been considering sending him to the bullpen to keep Matt Harvey company. A- Andrew Miller has gone on the DL uh, earlier today, Thursday, with ha- left hamstring tightness. He only pit- made two pitches uh, in the game on Wednesday and had to be taken out. And uh, Brandon Woodruff, uh, was just brought up. He was the the counter move to Eric Thames going on the DL, and uh, he's not in the rotation yet. So Brent Suter, who I guess is uh, the guy we're going to pick on, uh, he is still scheduled to start tomorrow against the Cubs at Wrigley Field. So uh, that according to MLB.com. Uh, the Dodgers traded away Wilmer Font 
to uh, Oakland for uh, Helvetica and New Times Roman. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's like the zillionth time somebody's made a, a, a joke like that about Wilmer Font. I'm just way <laughs> late to the party on that. They actually got returned uh, minor league reliever Logan Sallow. And Johnny Venters, after three Tommy John surgeries, making his first MLB appearance since October of 2012 for the Rays, he faced Chris Davis and got him ground out. It's a great story. It is. That's an awesome story. I don't know if he's going to have any fantasy value, but it is a great story. Yeah. Well, that's why I, you know, I tagged it on to the end of these uh, news and notes here because <laughs> I don't think it's got much fantasy relevance, but it can't pass that up. That's such a great story. Hey, Al, I don't want to take us back, but what do you think Wilmer Fon's going to do with the A's? I mean, like, I mean, position, like he started, he's relieved. Because um, I think he can have a I little lo- bit. He has a lot of strikeouts and decent ERA and, and yeah. whip in the minors. Uh, I think, you know, probably about a four-ish ERA. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, I, I imagine it'll go to the bullpen because they've got some starting pitching depth. So, at least initially, that I would mean, be my guess. Blake Trinan just hurt his shin, right? Like something went off his shin right. the other day? I, I wouldn't be – Yeah, man, he's – this is a He's totally supposed to be back tomorrow. Supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> Wilmer Fon could take been, over that closer job. He's been job. cleared. So. Well, not, not, probably not tomorrow, but no, not maybe tomorrow. down the line. Just what saying. What order happened to Frankie Montas, who was supposed to be the closer by now? Remember? I don't remember that. I, I mean, I remember who he is. I don't remember him supposed to be the closer. Yeah, no, like this time last year. Oh, by the end of the year, Frankie Montas will be the closer. I wonder where he is right now. Uh, He's not on the know. A's. I've totally destroyed um, your rundown. I'm sorry, Al. Let's go back on track. You wrote <laughs> Wilmer Font. Just, just, just counted on that. That was my fault for writing Wilmer Font. And then, <laughs> and then making a joke. Yeah. Uh, well, Montas, uh, let's see if he's got any stats here. He's Yeah, he's pitching for AAA Nashville. Oh, well, Ross Resource has him as a starter. Starting role. Yeah. Yep, he is. He is starting. Actually starting. All right. So there you go. Uh, let's take a quick look at weather and lineups. Actually, very quick look at weather. All games that are outdoors today, 0% precipitation. First time all year. Uh, let's see. Lineups. Uh, well, I mentioned Mariners-Indians. Uh, as mentioned before, Ryan Healy back into the Mariners lineup, batting ninth. Indians have their standard lineup against lefties. They'll be facing James Paxton. Uh, they're going with Mike Clevenger. Rays Orioles lineups are out. Archer versus Bundy. And Rays lineup. We're going to get to, I think... If we get there a little bit later on, <laughs> middle of the race lineup has gotten kind of interesting. Daniel Robertson and Joey Wendell um, really hitting well right now. CJ Crone uh, a little while ago was on a, a nice uh, hot streak. Jace Peterson is in the Orioles lineup, batting second and playing second. It begins, Al. He's batting second. It begins. He is. Two steals today. Little, little, yeah, a little speed at the top <laughs> of the order there in between Trey Mancini and Manny Machado. And Valencia is back at third base, batting seventh. Red Sox lineup is out. Blue Jays is not. Chris Sale and Marco Estrada. And let's see. Moreland's in the lineup. Hanley's at DH. So which outfielder did they take out? It is Jackie Bradley. So Mookie Betts playing center field. And that's pretty much the deal with the Red Sox lineup. Cubs, Brewers, Chase Anderson and Kyle Hendricks. No Brewers lineup yet. Cubs lineup. Lestella's still at third, so this Bryant thing has lingered on a bit. And Victor Caratini catching. Otherwise, uh, the usual folks in there. And the White Sox at Kansas City, uh, Lucas Giolito and Jacob Junis. 
And your White Sox lineup, Larry Garcia, batting fifth, playing right field. Daniel Palka, DHing. Uh, Matt Davidson at first. So what's going on with Jose Abreu? I mean, this has got to be just a day off, right? I would think so. I got double double check that. Yep, yeah, no, no Jose Abreu. Al, what does Lucas Giolito have to do today? To like, he's like, people are dropping him a lot. Um, and I keep arguing on the show that we do at one. Like, he's good still. I'd still want him. He's a two star pitcher next week. Um, but is he? I mean, do you consider him toast? No, I don't consider him toast. I, I do. I don't think this is a contradiction, but I don't. Um, I, I don't blame anybody for dropping him, uh, unless they're you know in ale only or um, you know pretty deep mixed. Is he a buy low kind of guy? I think he's a buy low kind of guy in, in, a, in a deeper format. I mean, I, I think I think fifteen team is probably the shallowest where I feel like he needs to be stashed. All right. I Abreu, still like by him. the way, has has flu-like symptoms. That's no good. That instead, spreads. Instead of the flu. That's going to hit four or five other guys on the team. Well, it depends if it's flu or just the symptoms. <laughs> just the flu-like symptoms. Yeah. So that's the deal with Jose Abreu. So, yeah. Uh, well, Giolito, uh, I'm going to do something that's really great for radio and podcast here, which is I'm going to describe a visual, uh, <laughs> a, a graph. Uh, I wrote a piece for Rotographs on Tuesday about um, – players with some weird uh, walk walk rates and, and weird supporting stats that, that didn't match up with the walk rate. And Giolito's not that. I mean, he's got a walk rate that's something like, I don't know, 15% or something like that, 14, 15%. And everything in his peripherals totally supports that really bad walk rate. And th- so I did a graph where he had the walk rate on one axis and on the other axis it was the percentage of times that that pitcher locates in the in strike zone. And he was kind of just off in his own little region of the graph in terms of a really high rack, uh, walk rate and a really low um, zone percentage. And he's also not getting swings on the pitches that are not in the zone. And again, those are a lot of his pitches. So it's, it's you know, it's not like a buy low situation like, oh, this he's getting ripped off. This is a buy low situation like maybe he'll figure it out. There was a story that I read today about how he knows he has to figure something out. And I was reading it and reading it, and it was kind of like reading between the lines. Like, maybe he's tipping his pitches. I mean, that very well could be. And I mean, and there's clearly just a control problem there, too, in that he's not he's not locating. Yeah, which is mechanics so, and whatever, whatever. But I mean, who knows? Tipping pitches sometimes goes into that. Well, it, it could. I mean, it would definitely be... Uh, an explanation for somebody who, uh, you know, in the minors, I'm not even going to talk about spring training. I know he was really good in spring training, but that's, you know, and Shoei Otani was really bad in spring training. So, <laughs> you know, I'm not even going to go there, but, you know, the minors, he's, you know, clearly not had these kinds of problems to anywhere of this sort of degree. So maybe, maybe that's it. Uh, who knows? I hope so. Yeah. Not, not me. I, I do not know. I just know it's, it's just genuinely bad for him right now. Uh, all right. Well, uh, let's. Uh, oh, we've got like two minutes, maybe, in this segment. <laughs> I, I do want to get to some two-star pitchers, and uh, I want to talk about some. We won't get to all these performances from yesterday. I mean, Acuna he, he got his first major league hit, but it was a one-for-five game in his debut. But he had a towering shot earlier today that was just majestic and inspiring. 
but we got you know a whole bunch of other players uh, that we can uh, talk about. Some pitchers, I think we definitely need to uh, focus in on guys like Kershaw, Jameson Tyone, with now his second really bad start in a row. Talked about Sonny Gray a little bit on yesterday's show. So I think you know those guys. Maybe we can just chat a little bit about what we think might be wrong there. And yeah, let's get to two star pitchers too while we're at. So uh, and I got breaking break, news. Break. I got breaking news and that I just got news. texted. All right. Well, uh, don't go anywhere. Stay planted. We'll be right back with lots of great stuff. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Welcome back, everybody. You are listening to the Fantasy Baseball Hour. I'm Al Melker, your host. Nando DeFino is here because it is Nando Thursday and just because it's good to have Nando on the show. So, um, Nando, you said uh, we've got some breaking news. I texted you, Al. I didn't want to. T- I mean, it's your show, so I, I thought maybe you'd like to oh. announce it. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I can read it if you don't. Uh, yeah, sure. Since I've you know, set you up for that. And, and it is my show. Jung Ho Gong has been uh, granted his visa, according to Rob Beertemple of The Athletic. And so does this mean he's, he's good to go to come back to the Pirates? or I think, well, apparently the uh, Allegheny Lumber Company um, found a since-deleted tweet of a guy who noticed him in the airport, like in the United States. So, Oh, wow. That was from 22 minutes ago. They said this since-deleted tweet. This dude took his picture with Jung Ho Gong. Uh, it's the NYC airport in the in the background. <laughs> so it looks like it, Al. Looks like I don't know if he's, I don't know what is going to happen or where he's going to fit, but uh, yeah, or if the Pirates, yeah, because I mean, right, yeah, I mean that's you know that's definitely the next uh, thing to to find out here. But uh, I mean, you know, was, I don't think he got drafted pretty much anywhere, and uh, certainly was off off my radar coming into the season. So well, that is uh. A, uh, a pretty interesting development there. So we'll see uh, see what happens next with Young Ho Gong. Uh, all right. Well, uh, we have, uh, like I said, quite a few stand-up performances to pick from. Uh, I mentioned Ronald Acuna, which was not a great performance yesterday, but it was his debut. Mookie Betts with a couple of homers. JT Romuto with a couple of homers. He's now up to four, and he's, he's just barely been up. <laughs> so... Um, Hitting with just legitimately a lot more power, seventy nine or ninety seven miles per hour exit velocity on on fly balls and line drives, hit more fly balls this year. I know it's super small sample, but we did see a little power uptick in the second half from him last uh, last year. So, do you think Real Muto maybe is making uh, Posey and, and Sanchez and Contreras a, a big four? I think so. I mean, he has a little bit of speed too. Um... Yeah, I think the people could sometimes discount that when looking at Real Muto. Um, yeah, I think he's, he can. He's good. Is Didi Gregorius really good? I, I mean, this is the daily question here, and I always preface it with, "I don't get this guy. How's he doing this?" 
But uh, so you making fun of yourself? I am. (laughs) (laughs) He's up to nine homers, unless uh, he's already hit one today. Um, Three for three on uh, on Wednesday with a couple of walks, just for you know more fun. Uh, but you know, he is, uh, I've, I've said this before this season, but now, you know, as we get a little bit deeper and deeper into the season, uh, you know, getting closer to may, he's got a 50% fly ball rate. He's pulling the ball almost at a 50% rate. His exit velocity is way up. His average fly ball distance is way up. So he's, he's finally hitting like the guy he's finally hitting like the guy he was last year and the year before. <laughs> right. But now he's got the numbers of, you know, like Aaron judge. So I don't get it. <laughs> I think. I think it's a little bit I'd say it's like 65% this is legit. Um 35% he's on a hot streak. So he's not he's obviously not Aaron Judge numbers and nine home runs now. I don't think he'll finish with more than 28. And I think even 28's being generous. Um but I think he's a legitimately good player at a position that's, you know, annually a very weak one for fantasy players to fill. Well, and that's fair. I mean, you know, so it's yeah, really a question of um, it's it's not a question of do you start him. It's I guess it's a question of you know do you sell high because you don't buy into it. Um, you know, I guess that's more the fantasy impact here. I mean, for me, the guy who can't talk about Didi Gregorius without talking about how skeptical I am, I'm you know he's my starting shortstop in um, in the former CBS podcast league, which is now the best shape of my life league. So. <laughs> Al, let me ask you this. Yeah. What if I offered you, like, Eugenio Suarez for your Didi Gregorius? That's not enough, is it? Nope. How about Suarez? Suarez. How about Suarez and Real Muto? Yeah, I'm taking that. All right. In a second. Okay. All right. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You got very serious there. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Make that trade. How about Xander Bogarts? Oh, that's interesting. Uh, I don't think I'm, I don't think I've taken that. And that's, that's a real reality check because I've never ranked Gregorius above Bogarts. I mean, Bogarts is going to be back. So it's almost like you're getting them at the exact, you know, it's not like you got to wait yeah. another two weeks for Bogarts. Yeah. I think I'm willing, you know, I, I, I agree with, with your assessment that I think it's partly hot streak that he's going to regress from, but I think that the regression point is no worse than what he did last year. Yeah. So yeah, I think I'll take the chance that maybe there's some additional upside there in place of Bogarts, who mm-hmm. I, I even though last year was disappointing, I think he's much better than that, and I and I feel pretty confident I know what to expect from Bogarts, and so I, I'm willing to forfeit that for for Super Didi. What about if I threw Font in on the Didi side? Would that change anything? Nah. Not All really. right. <laughs> What about Tommy Pham? Oh, actually, only, here's a guy. Only, Tommy Pham. only in leaks. Only in leaks where you're rewarded for puns. <laughs> Fine. Tommy Pham uh, for Tommy... Didi Gregorius. Yeah, I'm taking Pham. Oh right, yeah, me too. All right, I'll find that sweet spot. I don't know if there is a sweet okay. spot. I feel like Gregorius is a moving target a little bit. I th- I think the Bogarts one was very revealing for me in terms of how how I feel about him now. I'm glad I could walk you through that. Yeah, thank you. Thank <laughs> you're you. welcome. I, I want to walk through that alone. <laughs> So Trey Turner with a five-hit game. He now has 10 stolen bases. Um, Andrew Stevenson with a four-hit game. Uh, it might be a little bit of intrigue there. Talk about a guy who stole a few bases. Not big numbers, but, you know, decent uh, number of steals in the minors. But, you know, who knows? Adam, maybe he's back tomorrow. I don't, there's no timetable. So 
you know, in a deep league, Stevenson could be an interesting pickup for batting average and maybe for steals if you knew that he was going to be out for like two or three more weeks. But I tend to think that's not going to be the case. No, I mean, you're right. The Eaton thing is weird, too, because there's no news on it. Like, no one's being, oh, you know, a couple more days. It's just he's just kind of like floating in an ether. Yeah. Uh, That's kind of what makes me think maybe, you know, Stevens could have some value over a couple of weeks. That's weird that there's no no news about Adam Eaton. Right. Go figure. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Miguel Cabrera with a four-hit game. Three of those hits were doubles. But not a lot of home run power for Miggy so far. And uh, this was the first game of the doubleheader with the Pirates. Uh, Cabrera didn't play in the second game. He's got a 58% ground ball rate. So that kind of explains why he's still got the high hard contact rate, next velocity, and all those things. He's atop those leaderboards and yet nowhere to be found atop like the ISO leaderboard. Um, so a whole ton of ground balls for Miggy. So how, how do you read that? Is that uh, something where you could look and say, well, he's going to get back to hitting more fly balls because that's who Cabrera is, or maybe this is the, the the sign of you know impending doom for him. No, I think I think it's definitely the former, but um, I and this is my I don't watch a lot of Detroit games. I don't even know where to find these stats, but I'd like to see how often he's getting shifted on. Maybe he's adjusting because he's getting shifted on. Hmm. I mean, that's that's my, that's just a guess. That's a wild guess, but. He seems like the kind of hitter who's smart enough to make that kind of adjustment and give up the power for it. Um, and that's maybe causing more ground balls because he's going opposite field to get away from the shift. Uh, just a guess. Just a, just a gander. But that seems to make sense. Well, yeah, that's it's interesting theory. That, that, I, uh, I think Fangraphs might have that. I'll have to check into that. Uh, and I mentioned the Rays lineup before. Daniel Robertson, he had a big game against the Orioles on Wednesday, uh, a couple of doubles. He's now up to five doubles on the year. His slash line is 340, 500. That's the second number, not the third one. <laughs> 500 uh, uh, OBP and a 574 slugging. Uh, his uh, exit velocity is 94.8 miles per hour on flies and liners, which is 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 very good, not, not extreme. And he's pulling the ball a lot, which wouldn't really lead you to think he's going to be a 300 hitter, but maybe there's, there's something with the power there. And this is a guy who in the, in the minors had really great plate discipline, but not a lot of power. I think those guys sometimes can, can develop the power with the good batting eye. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's that, I mean, they're tied into one another. If you're patient and you're waiting for the pitches, when you see the pitch, you go nuts on it. Yeah. Well, that's what he's doing so far. So um, I've noticed he's, one of the most added on CBS. I don't know about the other sites, but uh, I'll probably put a bid in for him uh, in tout this weekend. And I don't see check, where that goes. I don't check the other sites either, Al. It's so much easier to do it on CBS. Like Yahoo just has the bars, and ESPN's is kind of, they got weird percentages. I just feel like CBS, I know exactly where it is. Yeah, well, I agree. That might also have a little something to do with us having worked there, but True. Um, we are not getting paid for this this message. No, I just go to uh, roster trends. That's it. It's a very easy thing to click on. It is. It is. Yeah, no, very, very uh, easy. Uh, I just I happened to check it because I was in the Scott White Dynasty League looking up something last night. So that's my that's my excuse. Uh, Jameson Tyone with his second bad start in a row, three and two thirds, uh, seven runs on ten hits, no run or no walks at least. And uh, Clayton Kershaw struggled against the Marlins, walked six guys. That's a career high for him. And Sonny Gray, I talked about at some length on yesterday's show that I 
Uh, I actually sat him in my op new league, and there's a daily move that actually worked out for me. Went four for and two thirds, uh, three runs on six hits and five walks. And I kind of foresaw the problem with walks for Gray. But, you know, those three, Tyone, Kershaw, and Gray, what's your level of alarm for those guys? Um, not much with Tyone. I think he'll be fine. Kershaw, I feel like he has these stretches once in a while, and people panic, and then he just settles back and he's fine. Uh, my only concern there is if he's hurt. But I mean, it's a week way out. Is down. Yeah. yeah. And he did, didn't he, something happened a couple of years ago, or maybe last year. It all becomes jumbled. Um, <laughs> it does for me, too. I'm glad it's not for me. <laughs> Sonny Gray, I still love. I like Sonny Gray a lot. I think he'll be fine by the time the year is over. Well, just to go back to Kershaw for a second, I mean, this this is two sub-quality starts in a row for Kershaw, but he was, even though people were sort of freaking out about the velocity earlier on, his results were were good. I mean, maybe not quite up to, you know, peak form, which is an extremely high bar to try to reach, but, you know, it's really just the last two starts that concerned me for Kershaw. So I, I tend to agree with you on that. I mean, he was pitching fine, you know, his first, uh, you know, three or four starts, with the the lower, slightly lower velocity. So I wasn't concerned then. So I think it's going to have to be a little bit more than that for me to worry about Clayton Kershaw. Tyone doesn't kind of get the same benefit of the doubt from me. So I'm a little more worried about him, even though I don't really have an explanation why he's not been good the last couple of times out. And Sonny Gray, this is the guy I talked about, like for the entirety of February and March, like this is your safety pick is your, you know, number four starter. This is, you know, this is the guy to target. And, you know, he's been very unpredictable. So I I don't know what to make of that. I, I tend to think you're right. And he'll, he'll find his, his former level. Al, I got one for you. All right. Didi Gregorius and Zach Grinke for Clayton Kershaw. Gregorius and Grinke for Kershaw. That's a really good one. Um, I'm going to weasel out of this one <laughs> and say that I think it depends on roster construction because I would definitely do that if I was frustrated that I had like three number two start type starters, but no ace. Okay. I'm like, Oh, I'll do that. Um, and you know, like, uh, my best shape of my life league, I've got Tim Anderson on my roster who granted has not been hitting much lately, but, um, you know, if he's way better than what's available on waivers, I might say, well, okay, I've got a reasonable, replacement. It's going to be a downgrade, but it's better than what I can get off of waivers and I can get a uh, you know, a pitching upgrade here. I might do it there. What if the Kershaw but... side put Luerta's Gurriel in with shortstop eligibility? Okay, so Gurriel and Kershaw for eh, I just I I'm really uncertain though about I I feel like that that could be a situation where if I'm expecting to slot Gurriel in where I had Gregorius he might be a guy I'm going to have to replace in two or three weeks. Right. But you do have Clayton Kershaw. But I do have Clayton Kershaw. So I would say in the proverbial vacuum, and I don't have my vacuum app handy, um, I, w- <laughs> I would take that deal. But if it was a league where the the shortstop options uh, on waivers or maybe the trade possibilities were really bad, I probably wouldn't do it. All right. All right, yeah. Sorry, it just seemed intriguing there when you were talking Kershaw and maybe people a little worried about his injury and a little shine being off him and not that great lately. And Gregorius, you know, 80% legitimate. Um, It's good. Good. Buy low, sell high for sure. There you go. Absolutely. So, 
All right. Well, we got a few minutes left. Uh, we got a few intriguing two-star pitchers to talk about for next week. Uh, Jeff Samar just starts off with the Padres. So you figure even if it's a one-start week, he's got that Padre start. That's the the good. The bad is that Samar has not been very good so far. So do you trust him? with the Padres and the Braves? No, you know, it's that second game, the Braves. Like, you got to start looking at the Braves as a legitimate, they can hammer your pitcher team now. Even before Acuna yeah. was up, I mean, they were they were number one in runs for into the you know second week of the season. And they um, don't strike out much either, yeah. That's a team, man. That, that's like a that's a team that can do a lot of damage. Um, so, no, I wouldn't want anything to do with Samarja, partially because of the Samarja issues, but also because of the Braves at the second game. Yep. All right. Fair enough. Uh, Cole Hamels talked about him. Uh, I think it was yesterday's show uh, after he made his last start and has been trending better lately. He's got the Indians and the Red Sox. And I, uh, in researching this one, I found the Red Sox are the worst team uh, offensively against lefties in terms of WOBA, but they're the best team against righties. <laughs> but lucky for Hamels, he pitches with his left hand. So, um, so yeah, uh, Cleveland and Boston, 28th and 30th in WOBA against lefties. So you play those matchups? Uh, yeah, if you own Hamels, I think you're starting them anyway, so you'd be dumb not to take the two shots. <laughs> not dumb, I'm sorry. Excellent. No, you'd be worrying too much to not take the two shots. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I like this a lot. And Kyle Freeland, who I imagine is going to be far more available, and I, I wouldn't even expect to have much competition in fab bidding for him. He's got good matchups too. He's got the Cubs, who are in the bottom half uh, in Woba against lefties, and then the Mets, who are sandwiched in between the Indians and Red Sox in 29th place. So he's got one legitimately really good matchup uh, and the, the, the Cubs that don't look too scary against lefties. And I was talking uh, recently at probably yesterday's show again, uh, where Freeland is not giving up much hard contact. And that was the deal with him last year as well. So I, I kind of like this one. I, I don't know. I mean, I, that's the kind of <laughs> look, I'll put it this way in, in the real life terms, like, if you have to drop Taiwan Walker because of Tommy John, yeah. Go ahead and try that and take that shot. All right. Well, uh, there you go. And, uh, yeah, sounds like we got pretty much no time left, so no time to talk about Wei and Chen coming back and making two starts next week. No Chen off, though. Just him all by himself. <laughs> Nado, thank you for joining me on this show and bringing the uh, old school clip as well. Anytime, Al. <laughs> all right. So.